Hey, Phoenix and Faye, how's it going? Fine, how are you, Chewy Chewelstein? I'm chomping on some uh, <laughs> some M&M's. I've got my glass of wine, I've got a little cup full of trail mix, and right before the show started, I picked through the trail mix and put a handful <laughs> of basically M&M's in my go. Great. <clears throat> so there, what do you think about that? Um, I'm glad you're not chewing at this particular moment, but I didn't appreciate it a moment ago. <laughs> I'm I'm a lip smacker, folks. Like just to be clear, when I eat, I eat with my full mouth. And uh, well, I'm a loud chewer too. Like let's be real. But that's because you have a high palate. I have a cavernous palate. So when Phoenix eats things like potato chips, it sounds like an <laughs> army marching on gravel. <laughs> I can make non-crunchy foods be crunchy. <laughs> it's true, you can. <laughs> Oddly enough, the show, not about food, not about crunch. Cr- crunch. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, so there's a little bit of a backstory to this show. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so about a month ago, we recorded this show. No, not even a month ago. Two weeks ago. All right. We recorded this show. Live. Live. Not the show you're listening to. No. But we recorded a show. We did an entire hour episode discussing this topic. And it was brilliant. Live. Live. And posted it. Excellent. Great. And we started getting emails from people and, and Facebook posts from people saying, hey, we only got the first 16 seconds. The introduction launched, but the recording didn't record it did no it didn't record there was no recording we weren't live our whole system for some reason shut down our microphone so we are carrying on having a chat in front of our microphones pretending we're having our radio show and the radio show is not on air yeah so and the weird thing was three quarters of the way through the radio show the computer pops up with an error message that our USB port has disconnected and I'm like what? Yeah. Because that's how we plug in our microphones. Yeah. So yeah. we're going back to the way that we've mostly done shows which is to pre-record them with our mics and all the good stuff that we've got and not do the live show because we've done two of our many shows have been done live and they've both bollocked up in some way or We've another. had technical issues. It is yeah. Mercury retrograde, to be fair. Mm. You know, so I'm just going to blame that. But, yeah, it was real frustrating to talk on a topic for an hour and then have all of that just disappear. And then for Guyan to be like, well, we're going to redo it. I was like, what? Yeah. We have to have that whole conversation again? Yeah. But for those of you that were like, <laughs> money magic... I need some money magic in my life. We're going to blame you because you didn't pay nineteen ninety five for the show. No, just kidding, of course. Um, but yeah, it was a show all about money magic. So uh, we're going to talk about money magic tonight. And you know what? We might talk about some of the same things. We, we might come up with a completely new topic. Who the heck knows? I don't remember what we talked about. I, I don't remember what I said 10 minutes ago. What was that? Exactly. Uh, I do remember two or three of the things that we talked about. I so remember I'll one. make sure that we, we talk about I hope those. it's not the same. The yeah. one thing I remember is not one of the things that you remember. Probably is. Uh, but I did say I remember three things. So yeah, there you go. Did you? I thought you said two. No, I said three. Oh, okay. We'll have to listen back if we're recording. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing, folks. Mm. Um, one of the things that Phoenix and I talked about was that top three spell requests that we get and we imagine that you've probably gotten over the years if people find out you're a witch because then they're immediately like, well, can you just spell for me? The top three are typically love magic. Mm-hmm. 
uh, protection magic mm-hmm. and money magic. Yeah. So we've done a show on uh, protection magic, and so I thought we'd do a show on uh, money magic. Yeah. So, Fee, mm. you've talked about this. Don't ever call her Fee, by the way. <laughs> she barely lets me do that. Um, Phoenix, Phoenix LeFay. Ah. Phoenix Brian LeFay. It's not Brian. It is Brian. Um, you've said before that money magic kind of falls into two different categories, kind of long-term strategic money magic and emergency services magic. Yeah. So that's my term, by the way. Yeah, I would like TM. To, I'd like, yeah. Yeah. Phoenix LeFay. Copyright. Copyright. Emergency services magic. Right. That is a Phoenix LeFay created idea. Right. right. I mean, the idea is not mine, but the wording of calling it, I'm doing air quotes, emergency services magic. That's all me. That's right. So if you'd like to use that in any of your correspondences. You can send 595 <laughs> to Phoenix LaFay. Because the show is about money magic. Um, so go on, tell us a little bit about. <laughs> go on. Go on then. Tell us a little bit about um, broadly money magic. Because you don't believe <laughs> money magic is just about money. It's often no. about abundance. Well, oh my, see, now you're like. Quickly, just uh, basic concepts. This is, you're asking very huge questions that you want me to give like a little simple tweet answer mm-hmm. to, and I just can't do that. Well, go on then. Money is energy. And I'm going to like explain that in a little bit deeper of a, of a concept here. So once upon a time, uh, I'm speaking from a very American perspective, but this is true in many places in the world. Once upon a time, our money was backed by gold. So whatever our government's treasury possessed was how much money we had. We don't do that anymore. We've not done that for a very long time. Money is now based off an idea. It's based on faith. And the more people have, that have faith in American currency, the more it is valued. And you can watch that play out all over the world by yen is worth more and euros are worth more and pesos are worth more and the euro, blah, blah, blah. You can watch like money go, go up and down. And that's up and down in faith and belief, really. I mean, yeah, it's stock markets and blah, blah, blah. But really, it's faith and belief. And now... But even that's, like you said, that's just faith. I mean, yeah. what makes a it's barrel of oil worth more today than it did right. yesterday? It's, none Nothing. of it is real. Right. None of it is real. And so we have these papers that are have a certain value because we believe that they do. We have these little bits of coin, of, of metal that have a value because we believe that they do. But in reality, what is a dollar worth? And this is funny because I use this analogy all the time. I wrote about it in my book about money magic. If you could burn a dollar, that's its value. It'll keep you warm for 10 seconds. That's the value of a paper of paper money. It's worth nothing for real. And now even more because people are getting more and more cashless in society, at least, you know, in um, some more westernized cultures money is going away the paper money it's all on these little plastic cards and money moves from here to there here to there without us ever doing anything besides pushing some buttons we're not exchanging paper we're not exchanging coin we're just pushing a button and shoop there it goes money is an idea it's an energy it's a concept and so you have to have a good relationship with that energy 
if you're constantly feeling like it's a negative, if you're constantly feeling like it's bad, if you feel like it's the root of all evil, then that is the relationship you're going to have with that energy. And so it's not just about money. It's about abundance. It's about reciprocity. It's about give and take. All of those things are all filtered into money. And this is a difficult topic for a lot of witches and pagans. If you get into a conversation about money with, with a lot of witches and pagans, you'll start to have some very big feels like you shouldn't charge for your work you shouldn't teach and ask for money in exchange blah blah and all of and you should you know all this really poverty mentality stuff that you can't be wealthy and a spiritual person and i just find that all to be a bunch of crap and you have in my opinion you have to have a good relationship with abundance you have to have a good relationship with the energy of money that doesn't mean you're going to be a millionaire and be rich just because you have a good relationship with money. I'm not, but I do have a good relationship with money. I have, and that has taken years of work and healing and forgiveness and letting go of old messages, letting go of my family's indoctrination about what money is supposed to be and how I'm supposed to relate to it. It's not easy work. It's, it's no different. You mentioned the word relationship. It's no different than the you know, the relationship that you and I have, right? We want, if we want to be a happy couple, then we have to work on our relationship. And it's the same thing with money. If you think about the relationship you have with money, it allows you to live in a certain place, to have a certain amount of food in the fridge. It allows you to pay a certain amount of bills or drive a particular car or whatever it is that you do in your life. Um, you have access to those in part, yeah. In part because money is a very, very complicated. complicated. Yeah. Right. We're talking in like you know generalities because it's so. this is a very complicated topic and it's a very emotional topic. Yeah, because class and race yes. and location yes. and gender and and all of those all things of those things play, play, into, play it. into it. But on a very simplistic level, um, if you have a decent relationship with money you'll tend to have a decent amount of money or the amount of money that is decent for you. Right. Right. Because the, the whole concept, especially in the United States, especially in the United States. And I would say, you know, some other like European, Australian, maybe Canadian to a certain degree too. Wealth looks like a certain thing. Right. And we are, especially in the United States, we're, we are indoctrinated to believe that anyone can be wealthy anyone can be rich and by rich we mean ridiculously like jeff bezos the reality is that that's not true for 99 percent of the population even then that's not true if you look at the millionaires in in this country none of them pulled themselves up by them bootstraps and made it happen they all came from wealth so if you're born on government assistance it's very unlikely you're going to end up with the amount of money Jeff Bezos has. However, that doesn't mean you can't be rich and wealthy and have abundance. It looks different. What makes me feel wealthy is completely different than what another person might make them feel wealthy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that, right? So obviously I wrote a book about food magic. Yeah. And one of the things for me that makes me feel rich Yeah because this has not always been true in my life, is that I could go to the grocery store today, right now, and I could buy pretty much whatever I wanted in the grocery store. Yeah. Once upon a time, I 
uh, if I had $20, yeah. sometimes that's how much money I had to feed myself, my wife, and a small child. Yeah, I remember you telling me a story about fish sticks. Yeah. And having to meter out how many fish sticks everyone got. Yeah. And not eating because you needed to make sure the kids had enough. Yeah. 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 So for me, what makes me feel rich yeah. is I have four cabinets in my kitchen that are packed yeah. with food. Right. I have a refrigerator that's packed with food. Right. And I have a freezer in the garage that is filled with food. Not hoarding levels, not, right. you know, not wasteful, not levels. wasteful amounts, but, and much of that food is organic or local or I've made, yeah. you know, like uh, vegetable broths and, you know, things like that. Leftovers. Leftovers that, yeah, like uh, meals I've created that will last more than one serving. Right. That makes me feel ridiculously rich. Um, and again, in my lifetime, there have been times when, you know, $20 had to last me a week or two. When that $20 yeah. was gone, there was no more food coming in the house. Right. You know, and for my mum before that, could have been five pounds, you know, we grew up in England, right? So it could have been, if she had five pounds left, that's what we had right. to eat on. Well, and you grew up in a rough part of England Oof, on yeah. government assistance. You lived in a council estate, yeah, right? So, yeah. you know, it's a whole other life experience than what I grew up with or what our neighbors grew up with or whatever. Yeah. Everyone's approach to money and feeling abundant is going to be different. Yeah. You know, like I don't give a crap about designer stuff, like having a fancy bag with the little letters and junk on it. I don't even know what's worth money in that world because I don't care. It's not something I'm interested in. You know, I don't care about cars like I drive a Nissan truck. I like it. It fits my needs. You know, the fancy car that I want is a VW bus, <laughs> you know, but there are other things that are like make me feel well having my car clean makes me feel abundant yeah. right so you have to look at your early years because we all get screwed by our early years in one way shape or form you know the it, messages influence yes thank you <laughs> the messages that we carry into adulthood we have to look at their origins and we have to decide what we're going to continue to honor and what needs to be let go of, you know? And that's what you were talking about, how you've changed your relationship with money because the stories that you grew up with, the stories of poverty or lack. Right, or or how much you have to work, right? I find that um, to be really interesting is that you have to work really hard. You have to work three jobs. You know, my mom worked many jobs. My stepdad worked many jobs and they still didn't have enough money, you know. And I, as a kid, I didn't fully have awareness of how bad things were because my mom tried to shield us from that. But I had some awareness, you know. There was a lot of things I didn't get to do or couldn't, like I couldn't get hot lunch (laughs) because my mom wasn't going to sign us up for assistance because she's stubborn. So I had to take a stupid bag lunch. You know, I wanted hot lunch because that was what the cool kids did. You know, so you have to look at those those things, those messages that you're carrying. And some of that you need to shed and let go of in order to heal your relationship around abundance. And, and I use the words abundance, wealth and money as interchangeable. For me, they are. Your mileage may vary, but um, it's important to ha- and and that relationship is also reciprocal you also have to give 
and be generous and find ways to share, you know, and that always brings more. Yeah, it's funny. I, <clears throat> you've mentioned this before, but sometimes uh, when you've been down on your luck, mm-hmm. the people that have given you the most often have the least to give. Always. Yeah. Always. Because they understand that that dollar they give you, that $5 they give you, that that meal that they yeah. provide for you is going to get you through one more day. There's been studies done about that, that the people who live with the least are often the most generous with what they have. Yeah. You know, for some, for someone who's got billions of dollars, donating thousands of dollars to a charity gives them a tax rebate. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't cause, they're, they're not actually seeing any impact. But when you invite, when you're a friend, like I could speak to this specifically, when I was younger, our dear friends were in a very bad situation. They were a couple. They lived in a house with a roommate. It got real bad. And they had literally nowhere to go. They were going to be living in their car. So my ex-spouse and I invited them to stay with us. They lived on my floor in the living room. They, they took the cushions off the couch at night and slept on our floor for three months. For three months until they were able to get their own place. And we shared resources like they bought food a few times, which saved our butts. We, you know, we had kind of live in roommates, which was awkward. But what what else were we going to do? Yeah. You know, and then many years later, there was some re- re- reciprocity of that almost same situation. So, you know, you give when you can. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be donating thousands of dollars to cancer research. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, if you can, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, yeah. But it can just be buying the guy who is panhandling at starbucks a sandwich yeah yeah which i do all the time right yeah that's one of the interesting things that is one thing i will spend money on giving people food yeah i love doing that yeah because i didn't always have that you know right so anyway magic money yes so money magic is again very complicated topic yes um almost everybody asks about it has done it And you, again, sort of divide it up into long-term strategic planning money magic and uh, emergency services magic. So I think some of what you've been saying about changing your relationship to money, having these hard conversations, maybe letting go of some of the stuff that you've grown up with, that's more of kind of that long-term magic, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So talk about EMS, emergency, no, ESM, emergency services magic. Yeah. Yeah, TM, Phoenix the Fair, 595. (laughs) Yeah, that's, you know, that's when this shit hits the fan. You have to take the cat to the vet and it's going to be $1,000 and you have no space on any credit cards. You have no idea how you're going to pay the vet bill. You know, that's when rent is due and you're $400 short and you have no, not uh, scraping the couch cushion, cushions is not going to give you the 400 bucks that you're short. And so doing a, a quick emergency spell to catch you up. Right. It's a little bit like going to a check cashing service. It'll catch you up, but it's not going to get you back to solvent. So that's when you have to kind of start doing long term planning. But, you know, one of the um, one of the suggestions that I often give people who need emergency services magic around money is to work with St. Expedite. Uh, it's He's a Catholic saint. I do not have good results personally with St. Expedite. I think it's because I have weirdness with saints in general, but I know dozens, if not more, people who work with St. Expedite and have really good results. But with St. Expedite, you have to be very specific with what you need. 
And just like with working with any entity, you have to give an offering or you have to be willing to give something. No entity works for free. This is where reciprocity comes in again. But with St. Expedite, you have to be very specific. So you might, you can get candles with St. Expedite on them. You can get them at the dollar store sometimes or at Walmart, or I've seen them at Walgreens, you know, so it's not like you have to spend a ton of money for a novena from a hoodoo practitioner to get a St. Expedite candle. You can do this with a dollar and um, you can get a red glass encased candle too. That'll work. But you what about green? Sure, but red is his color. Oh, for right. St. Expedite yeah. specifically. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, if you get a plain glass and case candle, you might write St. Expedite on it or print out a picture of him and glue it to it. Um, but you tell you write your petition paper, your, your ritual goal. I need $400 by Friday. Specific. Time and amount. And then when you get that money... When he comes through, you have to take pound cake or roses to a Catholic church and leave them as an offering. Red roses. So Because red's his color. Yeah. yeah. So you have to you have to pay for it. If you get if your petition is granted, you have to pay for it. Like I said, I've def I have seen Saint Expedite come through in crazy circumstances and I have had him come through for me a couple of times, but for the most part I'm wary with saints, so I don't I can't you know, speak more deeply to his practice than that. But there are other uh, financial entities, you know, the goddess Fortuna, the goddess Lakshmi, uh, Mercury, Hermes to a certain degree. So there are other entities that you can call on, other saints even, but I just know St. Expedite tends to be like, especially when you need it, emergency services, you need it now. He's who I suggest people call on. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Lakshmi. So for folks that, that might not know this, in our shop, we have several deities that play different roles in our shop in milk and honey yeah one of whom is lakshmi yeah we did not create the lakshmi altar uh that altar the previous owners of the business had installed that and there's this amazing altar behind our counter that has grown over the years with all kinds of bits and bobs on it but the the focal point without a doubt is lakshmi yeah and there's a couple things about lakshmi's altar that it's important that you know one of which is we literally have customers come in. Let's say they buy something for $5 and we're supposed to give them $15 change. Sometimes people will give us a $5 bill and tell us to put it on there because they want additional abundance. And yeah. we'll do a prayer with them right then and there to Lakshmi. Here's the other bit of magic that we always do with Lakshmi. Uh, we'll, uh, at specific times of the year, we will take uh, the, the pennies, the nickels, the dimes, the dollars that people have given or that we've tossed up on that altar throughout the year, uh, we take that money and we do something with it. Yeah. Uh, we donate it to a charity. We give it to the homeless guy that is outside starving and no one has given him any food for that day. Yeah. Sometimes our employees, of their own volition, they're perfectly empowered to do this, will go out and give that guy five bucks so he can go get yeah. something to eat. So one of the things that we say, and we've heard this with, with other practitioners, is the magic must move. And right. specifically in this case, the money must move. Yeah. If you get money in, you give a little out when you have the ability to. Right. Um, that's how, because it's energy. If it gets stuck, Phoenix, you often use the example of a dragon. Yeah. Um, so I'll come back to that in a minute. But there's the the money must move for it to be active, for it to flow. It's got to be right. like water. It's got to you know come down from the sky, 
quench your thirst and then get flushed down the toilet and go back into the cycle again, right? It's yeah. got to move. Yeah, it's the energy can't stay stagnant. If you even if you think about like acupuncture and the energy meridians in your body, if there's a spot where the energy is stuck, that's where they put the needles, right? That's it's to shift that energy and get it moving again. Um, and so, you know, sometimes you need a dragon energy with money magic, for example, and then knocking on wood because I'm superstitious. One of my money blocks, so to speak, previous, yes, is about holding on, right? I can manifest really good. I've manifested incredible amounts of money. My issue in the past has been containing and retaining that money so i've needed some dragon magic i've needed a little bit of holding the hoard and sitting on my piles of gold coins and being a little bit um you know joy it's scrooge mcduck swimming through it joyous <laughs> right because for me there's been this fear of having it right so sometimes you need dragon energy but sometimes you really don't <laughs> and if you find yourself holding all your blessings in, holding all the abundance in, there won't be reciprocity. It won't keep flowing to you. And so that's when you have to give some of it away. Because you've got all you can handle. So the universe, the gods, the magic, whatever you believe in, is not going to give you more. Right. Right. Exactly. So, you know, it's this idea that, again, to go back to sort of the beginning of this conversation, that wealth is going to look like being Jeff Bezos or Kim Kardashian or whoever the, the rich, famous person is right now. It's not. It's not. Let go of that. What does wealth actually look like for your life? And this is one of the first questions you asked, actually. What's underneath? What's money magic really about? What, what's underneath your desire to have money? Is it to have stability? Is it to have security? Is it to have enough to feed your family? Is it to have enough so that you can go on vacations? Like, what is the real true goal to give you rest and relaxation? Like, what is it under that desire for money? That's the thing to focus on because the money is the energy that swirls around that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So let go of the stupid fantasy of being the billionaire. Yeah. I mean, if you've got, if you've got $10 million in the bank right now, maybe becoming a hundred millionaire, totally doable for you. Right. If you've got a dollar eighty-seven in the bank, not that you couldn't be a millionaire or a ten millionaire at some point, but focus on a hundred. Right. Go from a dollar eighty-seven to five bucks. Yeah. And then from five bucks to ten. And bucks. be fucking stoked about five bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's that has honestly that's been my journey of constantly being negative. I had I was constantly overdrawn. Phoenix used to call it the float. Yeah. The difference between how much money was actually in a bank account how many checks she had written and when she thought they might come well and i you i used overdraft protection as a life-saving device you know and and it ends up costing you more money every time you know it's 32 dollars every time i don't have enough money to cover the five dollars that i spent right so it's it's not financially wise but that's what I had to do. And so me, I had to change my mindset from always being in the negative to just being at zero. And then I had to s- slowly increase that to being comfortable with having $5 and celebrating when I had five. And and I'm st- my, my number now is not very high in, in the grand scheme of things. It's, it's embarrassingly low. I don't have retirement. I'm not like swimming through the Sco- Scrooge McDuck coins. And that's not my goal, right? My goal is more about comfort. And having the comforts that are important to me in my life. Um, 
but you have to celebrate the success, even if that's a buck. You know, why do businesses frame the first dollar that they make? Because that's money magic. And they're excited about the buck that came in. That you have to start celebrating those things and finding joy in those things. And that helps all of that flow and energy and, and the, the abundance mindset. Yeah. So talk practically for a few minutes, right? Yeah. So um, some of the different kinds of money magic that people can do, we can do every single day. And, and maybe we'll talk about some herbs and correspondences. Maybe we'll talk about altars and candles and colors and, you know, things like that, right? So if somebody's listening to the show right now and they're like, yeah, as a matter of fact, I I can make it, but barely every month. I'd like a little cushion. Maybe I need to do some money magic. Or yeah. maybe somebody's listening in going, Ugh, the rent's due in three weeks, and I don't know how I'm going to make that happen. Yeah. Right. So let's kind of talk about all of those things. And again, I just want to reiterate this for folks: nothing will get your hackles up. Nothing will make you feel queasy in the stomach more about talking about money. It's the big, you know, sex and money are the two big things that ruin relationships. Right. The topics um, are the two things that ruin relationships more than anything and yeah. redecorate in a bathroom apparently. Um, but, um, y- you know, talking about m- money with your spouse, with your family, with your, you know, whoever well, it and is, there's, you know, so culturally too, yeah, yeah. we're not supposed to talk about it. It's impolite to talk about it. In certain businesses, you can get in trouble for talking with your coworkers about how much you each make an hour, which is just complete and utter bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Right? I had that conversation with somebody actually recently. They said something, you know, you don't have to tell me how much you make, but I'm like, well, how much do you make? And I told them and they were like, really? And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. how much I make. I don't care. I think every company should have a should open, this, this position pays between this and that. Right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so let's talk about some of those, uh, those practical, um, everyday things. So I'm, I'm going to go first. Okay. Because I always ask you to go first. Oh, we're talking so. about like actual rituals or spells or whatever? Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So uh, food. Mm. Me, food magic, right? So there are lots of different food magic spells. One of my favorites is pancakes. Actually, I make little Greek pancakes called teganites, right? But they're, they're basically little pancakes. Now, the way you make these money pancakes is you can make them small, so they're like a silver dollar. That's just uh, sympathetic magic. It looks like a silver dollar, mm-hmm. right? And if you spray paint it silver. <laughs> Which I don't when I cook, <laughs> but I suppose I could. Um, but anyway, so I'll make little teganites, which are little pancakes. Mm-hmm. Into the pancake mix, I will put things like cinnamon, cloves. I might put basil. I might put mint, right? Or with the toppings that I put on it, honey. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are all uh, herbs and, and flavorings that are associated with money. The cinnamon is an activator. We've talked about that before, but the cinnamon is, um, it's hot. So it right. gets things going right away. Right. It activates a, the spell. It, yeah, it's a, it's a speeder upper. It's a speeder upper, right. So I put in, in that, plus, you know, cinnamon and some of those um, sweet hot spices like all spices, things like that, nutmeg. Um, they, they've got a lovely flavor to them as well. So uh, I mix in those kinds of, of herbs and spices into the batter. So as I'm stirring in the cinnamon and the cloves and the allspice, uh, I'm 
talking about uh, abundance. I'm talking about money coming towards me. So I'm stirring. I sort of start on the left-hand side of the bowl and I make a big folding motion towards me Mm -hmm. because I want the money to come to me. Right. Right. So I fold it and I say, you know, this money comes to me. This money comes to me. Uh, Money is on its way. Uh, You know, this kind of thing. This is Mm -hmm. what I'm saying as I'm staring in. And then when I eat the food, oh, this is delicious. And I always make just a few too many pancakes. I eat as many as I want or as the family wants. I always make sure there's at least one left over and I share that one. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't go out and share it with somebody walking on the street. Hey, you want a pancake? You know, I mean, not that I wouldn't do that, but I share it with the gods. I share it with the crows that come into the back garden. I share it somewhere, somehow, Yeah. so that I move that magic. It's the same thing. I got my five, I'm going to give you one. Yeah. Right? That's how I make the magic move. That's how I make the money move. That's how I share it. So for me, food magic, um, mint is particularly, peppermint especially, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got all kinds of uses, but money is one of the uses. Uh, what other herbs do you typically associate with money? Uh, alfalfa, um, five-finger grass, also known as sink foil. Um, I'm sure there's more, but my brain's going <laughs> dead after saying this. Uh, five-finger grass and alfalfa are my favorites to use yeah. cinnamon obviously as you yeah. mentioned is good yeah. allspice i like because it's a it's a rich spice sometimes i'll cook with saffron oh calendula yeah calendula saffron i cook with because again it's it's uh it's an expensive thing to cook with yeah right so you use just a little bit of it but it's really fantastic so yeah um uh, i cook with those spices that remind me of um of wealth mm-hmm. right um, sometimes I will cook from a cookbook at a restaurant that's really, really swanky. Yeah. So I've got cookbooks from like the French Laundry or Gordon Ramsay's restaurants or, or other really expensive uh, restaurants, Atelier Cren, things like that. And I will cook meals from those cookbooks because they would be, if we were purchasing those meals, would be many hundreds of dollars right. to eat at those places like the French Laundry. Yeah. $1,000 for lunch, right? Yeah. Um, so I'll cook recipes that are from abundant, wealthy, rich places, yeah. my versions of those foods. So that's one way that I do money magic is by cookery. Mm-hmm. So uh, what are other things that you do? Yeah, I'm kind of, so I may have mentioned this before. Now that I'm doing all my classes online and stuff, I can't remember. Like, did I say this in a class? Did I say this on the radio? I don't know. I'm lazy. <laughs> I'm lazy, and so I like my witchcraft to feed into that laziness. So if I can just set things up and not have to, like, cook a whole meal from the French laundry, I'm about it. So I have a money abundance altar, Mm. uh, and I train my money, and that takes absolutely very little work on my part. All right, so train your money. What does that mean? train my money. So this is a folk practice. I learned about it from hoodoo practitioners, but other folk traditions do this too. So, you know, the one thing that I learn, I've learned over the years, the more I learn about folk magic, the more it's all the same. It's just they, they have very specific ways of doing things slightly twisted. Regional differences. Or, yeah, or I call it this and I call it this, but it's kind of the same thing, you know. But anyway, um, so on the altar, I put cash 
and I put it under a lodestone. And a lodestone is a, is a stone that has a slight uh, magnetism to it. And so with a lodestone, you you tell a lodestone its job. A lodestone is an attractant. So you can use it for love magic. Because it's magnetic. Right. It draws things to, to it. you. Yeah. Right. So for Or for money magic. And I also have um, magnetic sand or iron filings. And I feed my lodestone magnetic sand. So it kind of great, creates this dome. It looks kind of fuzzy and furry. It gets bigger. Yeah. And, you know, occasionally you need to clean it up and you can reuse your magnetic sand. You don't have to go buy a bunch more. Like you just keep using the same sand over and over again. But that that stone, you tell it its its job is to magnetize your money so more money comes to it. And then every week or every day or however frequently you decide to do this, but for me it's a weekly thing, I take the largest denomination that I can afford and I add it to the pile of money under the lodestone. And some weeks that might be a buck, and some weeks that might be a $100 bill. Usually it depends on if I've had readings and I have a tip or something, right? Or I got paid in cash, which doesn't happen very often anymore. Uh, but I'll put that under the lodestone. And it starts to pile up. You get like a little, you know, ideally, a little stack of money. And then you have to start spending the money at the bottom of the pile. You know, so you have to go and use it. And it's ideal to use it for local shopping or individual people so if you have someone that takes babysits your kids you'd want to pay them or go to the local grocery store or whatever you want it to be a a local uh, economy thing and the idea is that money's been trained to bring you back its friends from the local area that you live right so you're like sending it out to the liquor store or the grocery store or the babysitter and going okay, this is going to help them today. Right. Come back soon. Right. With more. So you're creating, again, this reciprocity, this flow of abundance. And so you keep adding to your pile. And then when it feels appropriate, you spend from that pile. I'm very cautious about where I spend that money. Um, and sometimes I, I let it, because as I mentioned, I need to have more dragony type energy in my life. So I probably let it pile up longer than... I might suggest to another practitioner, but you have to, you know, find the right level of flow. Uh, But that's one way to train your money. You can also put magnetic sand in your wallet. You can get a money drawing oil, a magical abundance oil. You can from milk and honey for just ten bucks, (laughs) or you can make your own. Or there's lots of other practitioners. It's money magic. I got to spend money. No, I I always like to share all of the ways that you can do it. Yeah, or you can make your own. And you can anoint the cash you have with that money oil. You can anoint your credit cards or your debit card with that oil so that it's um, working for you. And with credit cards, you also have to be careful because you can spend credit cards and it's like free money for a minute. So if your issue is overspending, then you might want to put your credit cards on ice, which is a magical and practical practice. We literally did this for a while. We didn't want to cut up the credit cards because they felt something final and destructive about that. But we also needed to stop our spending for a while Mm -hmm. on credit cards. This was about 10 years ago. And we literally took the credit cards out of our wallet and we put them in a glass of water in the freezer and froze it. Right. So our cards were frozen yes they were available in case we needed them right so you can't do 
um, impulse purchases, right? Because you don't have the card. Yeah. You have to wait for it to defrost to decide if you actually need it. Right. It makes you think if you're impulsive or if you have an issue with spending money like I do, it makes you pause, right? It also magically freezes you from spending that money. So, you know, it works on, on both levels. But you can also anoint credit cards to bring in more abundance, to bring in more flow. Uh, you can sign cash dollars where the U.S. Treasury um, sign, where the signature is from the U.S. Treasurer, sign your name right on top of it as a way of sympathetic magic calling it back to you, you belong to me um, type of vibe, right? So those are all ways that you can work money magic, continually be working with money, calling it in, and using that energy of reciprocity all at the same time. Yeah. Hey, speaking of which, so we we both talked about, you know, I'll use food magic and and abundance and sympathetic magic. You've talked about uh, training your money Mm -hmm. and what you do with cash. Um, Talk about your altar for a few minutes. So I'm sitting right next to the altar. Phoenix can see it from where she's at. Yeah. A couple interesting things about it. It's a cheap little bookcase that probably cost 20 bucks at a Target or something like that that we had to put together. You know the type. It's a press board. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing fancy at all. Um. On the shelves are all of my cookbooks. Right. And again, that's not a mistake. And my cookbooks, yeah, Jay's. Our, our cookbooks <laughs> are on the shelf. But again, the way I feel wealthy is to have access to food yeah. from dozens, hundreds of different cultures, thousands of recipes. Um, I feel abundant when I can pull a cookbook off the shelf and go make that thing. Yeah. So it's not, it's not just that it's a bookshelf with... Um, uh, money stuff on it it the, the entire thing yeah right is important to us so on the top of the bookshelf yes uh, you have a variety of items yes so i'm going to name <laughs> one of the items okay and then you tell the folk listening and you because you me. don't know no i do know <laughs> tell the folk at home why this thing is important to you and then what it does for you about money magic okay, okay you ready so on the far left corner, you have an oldie timey oil lamp. Yes. Tell us about oil lamps. Oil lamps are a form of candle magic. I love oil lamps for money work because it keeps going, right? You don't have to start it and stop it like you might with a candle if you're doing candle magic. With an oil lamp, you can buy different colored oils. So if you wanted to use an oil lamp for love magic, you might buy red oil or money magic, you might buy green or gold oil. You can also add things into the oil. So when you unscrew the top, you can add um, pyrite, you can add magnetic sand, you can carefully add certain herbs that are in alignment with money. You're best off with stones, right? Because herbs are flammable, so you got to be cautious. But pyrite and magnetic sand are both, and or lodestones that are they're all good for abundance work. And so you can add them right into the oil, and then you can burn an oil, a money lamp or a, a oil lamp forever. Like you have to replace the wick occasionally. You got to refill the oil occasionally. But the spell doesn't end. It just keeps going. And so that's how I like to work with money and abundance. You kind of also think that they're very romantic, don't you? Like they're, well, they're yeah. oldy-woldy. They look very magical. Yeah, they look magical. There's a little, you know, come and rub my lamp type of vibe going on with it. But 
I like them because it's it's a continuous magic. Like I mentioned, I'm a bit lazy. So things that I can set and let them just do their thing work really well for me. Uh, and I think oil lamps are really effective in that way because you can just set them and they do their thing with very little zhuzh required. All right. So another thing that you've got mm. on the altar is you've got a 10-pound note. You've got some English currency. Why do you have that on the altar? Yeah, so I work with um, foreign foreign money when I am... <laughs> Wait, what? It's not foreign money, I'll have you know. It's very it's foreign. It's proper money. Yeah, yeah. I work with foreign money when I am wanting to go to a foreign place. So a couple years ago, when my daughter graduated from high school, we went to England and France. So I had euros and pounds on my money altar because I wanted to bring focus magically to bringing in more abundance to make this trip possible. Um, Guyane and I, last year, were supposed to go to England and Scotland. And obviously, because of COVID, we didn't go. We had to cancel our trip but it's been rescheduled. Cross your fingers that it will happen. But I have British pounds on my altar now because I'm doing some money magic to help me um, come up with my part portion of the funds to make that trip possible. So when I'm doing um, travel magic is part of money magic for me. And I often will do money magic on my altar when I want to go on a trip someplace that doesn't use American money. All right, so now there's something a little more sinister. Mm. You've got an alligator's foot. Yeah, so that's pure folk magic there. In south, the south of the United States, uh, an alligator paw is considered good money luck. So I have an alligator foot on my altar. And it's, you know, depending on how you get it, you can fix money in like a coin into its paw. Um, but it's believed to... Um, it's like dragon magic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It, it holds the money that you want to retain. So yeah. I have an alligator foot. Yeah. Um, you have a little jar. Mm. Looks like it used to have olives in it. Yeah. And now it's got nickels and dimes and pennies. Yeah, that. so uh, I'm not sure that that belongs on the money altar. Ooh. However, it does. It's it's filled with coins. I um, like collecting coins, <laughs> but I don't do it in like a real, like, however you say coinophile, whatever that actual word is. Like, I'm not tagging it and tracking it and cleaning it and putting it in a little special container. I just put it in a jar. But anytime I find foreign money, which is quite often because, you know, I work in a retail shop and occasionally will take a peso or a Singapore, whatever their money Canadian is called. pennies and shit. But anytime I, I get foreign money, less so with pesos and Canadian dollars because those are pretty often I can find that. But I will keep it if I find foreign money, if I, I'll keep it. Or if I find a really old penny like I always take wheat pennies always and I keep them in that jar um you know some of them are just wheat pennies but some of them are worth like five cents <laughs> what I have one wheat penny worth a quarter that's right <laughs> uh but I just like that kind of thing also if I find a coin that has a date a year that is an important date to me like I will keep it year. yeah I'll keep it so, yeah. you know, I'm superstitious with coin. I don't like to, like, I will pick a penny up if I see it laying on the street. 
Um, I, just to tell you what Phoenix actually does, because <laughs> I've witnessed this. <coughs> excuse me. Jeez. I've witnessed this a million times. We'll be walking along the sidewalk. Phoenix will find a penny on the ground. She'll pick it up. She holds it up above her head yes. at arm's length. She does this little skippy dance. And she goes, I'm rich. I'm rich. Yeah. I got a penny. Yeah. Like she will just say that out at the top of her lungs. And if it's a dime, she goes, Oh my gosh. Crazy. It's so exciting. So exciting. So, but that's literally Phoenix's little money celebration. If it's a penny, if it's a dollar, it doesn't yeah. matter how much well, it is. Well, it's a symbol of abundance <clears throat> from the universe to me. Right. So it's like, I, look how rich I am. The world is just giving me money. Mm-hmm. I'm rich. Yeah, it's very but, exciting. But that's very cool. But, and if I find money on the ground that has a auspicious date, as far as I'm concerned, that's even better, right? So that goes into that jar. And a few years ago, with one of my circles, we were doing some money magic, and I took that, that jar used to be full, and I took that to my coven mates, and I poured it all out, and I made all of them take two handfuls, and the goal was to just leave those coins out in the world. So mm. we all, to in order to spread abundance and bring more abundance into each of our lives, we took these, what I consider magic coins, air quoting that, and spread them out in our communities so that other people would find them. Yeah, yeah that's really good. All right, so um, you have, and I'm, I'm going to describe a thing here, mm. and then I'm going to ask you to talk about the specific things. All right, you ready? Okay. So you have um, a box. It's a round box, kind of looks like a hat box, but it's not that big. It's like there's maybe a little bit bigger than a big jar of uh, refried beans or a big can of refried <laughs> beans. Again, food magic, it's right? It's pretty, though. It doesn't look like a no, no, can. No, no, it doesn't. But you know what I mean? It's about that size. Like yeah. those, one of those big cans of peaches, the big, the big <laughs> ones, right? And um, on either side of it, you have two little wax figural candles that yeah. are gargoyles. Yeah. And then on top of the box, you have a Lakshmi statue. Yeah. You have a citrine. You yeah. have a pyrite. Yeah. And you have a gold coin, which... From where I'm sitting, it looks like it's a chocolate coin. It is coin. a chocolate coin. Like one of those it's things you get at Christmas. Yeah. All right, so uh, the gargoyles. Yeah, so gargoyles are very similar to the alligator paw. They're protectors. Um, so they keep away those that may mean to take your riches, and they help you keep what you've got safe. Got it. And they are guarding that tub that you talked about, the, the jar of peaches, is filled with coin so and i cash that out every once in a while maybe once a year maybe less often than that like the last time i cashed it out i think was before me and my daughter went on our trip right. so <laughs> it's, was, it's nickels and dimes yeah and... but i put i put all the loose change i can as often as i think about it you know like for a while there i would just pu- dump all my change into the bottom of my purse and then all of a sudden i'd have like 10 bucks of change in the bottom of my purse instead of doing something with that i put it in that jar and wait for it to build up to the top right uh, and then lakshmi sits on top of it she's a goddess of abundance she's a goddess that i work with regularly um there's a gold coin there it's a chocolate coin it's an offering to her and then i and i give her other things but you know that's there and then i have a citrine and a pyrite which are both stones for abundance and wealth and prosperity and citrine is also a stone for success because i kind of do like success um, magic in this altar too yeah all right so one last thing that i want to talk about yeah and i'm going to be very transparent we make this thing we sell this thing at our shop it's one of the top selling things at our shop 
That's no coincidence, folks. That is absolute money magic that we've manifested. You have a a bottle of Lakshmi spray that we make and sell at Milk and Honey. Tell us about what that spray is. Yeah, so I make many products for Milk and Honey, and I make a goddess line of sprays, and they have accompanying baths. So Lakshmi... um, is one of them because Lakshmi and Bridget are two of the five goddess lines that, that I make. They are part of the reason that milk and honey exists in my life. Lakshmi has been a guardian of milk and honey since its inception. So I couldn't make a line of goddess products without having something for Lakshmi. So the, the spray is like, a, you know, I sometimes refer to it as a smokeless incense. You can spray it on your body, but it's not a perfume. It's alcohol based. So it evaporates. Um, but it's, uh, you know, a lot of people can't burn things where they live or if someone's in a hospital or a, situ- a living situation where they can't have heavy scent, uh, a room spray, quote unquote, is really good. So I make this Lakshmi room spray and it has, um, it's alcohol based and it has essential oils that are in alignment with abundance. So the main scent, there's other uh, oils in it, but the main one is bergamot, which is a, a plant that's connected to abundance it's my favorite one that we make out of all five it's not the most popular one that we make hecate is the most popular but it's my favorite it just smells so good i love bergamot anyway Um, but i spray it on the altar i spray it on lakshmi as an offering spray on money i spray it on money i spray it on myself when we go to trade shows and when we used to go to trade shows and we would vend i would spray our entire booth before and i'd spray our neighbors if they were into it and, you know, at pagan trade shows, most people would be like, yes, spray at the abundance spray. Um, but it's really good for calling in abundance and prosperity. So there is somebody um, I'm, I'm just going to tell this story. Um, so there was an event that we used to go to all the time. It's now sadly defunct, but will grow again, I'm sure. But it was an event called PantheaCon. Yeah. And depending on the year, there was anywhere between about 1,500 and a couple thousand people that would go to it. There was maybe 150 vendors there. And it was a you know a long weekend. It was actually this coming weekend, typically. Yeah, yeah but, we'd be getting ready for it right now. Huh? Right. So this, um, this uh, woman came into our booth. Um, she lives generally in our area, but not close to us. PantheaCon's about two hours away from where we live, or it was. Um, and... Um, she picked up a bottle of the money drawing oil that we make and she picked it up and the bottom of the little jar completely sheared off which randomly happens with those kinds of bottles right just you know a, a floor in it whatever it was yeah. but she picked it up and all of a sudden the entire contents of this little 2 ounce jar not even 2 ounces yeah just poured all over her hands yeah. and immediately she said like, I didn't do it I was like no, no no we saw what happened it's just a weird thing so we gave her paper towels and other things and, and whatnot. and, and then uh, she smells she was delightful like, yeah and she goes oh no is this bad luck and we're like no you just doused, doused yourself, yourself in, in money. money oil so true story no word of a lie she comes to milk and honey a, 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 not about, that long ago no yeah about a couple of months ago yeah. right before the holidays she comes to milk and honey and she says do you remember me i'm from PantheaCon. yeah we remember you know we she had been to some of the workshops that we were doing really lovely she's bought stuff on us online and jokingly i said you know be careful with the oils over there she was showing her friends some of the oils be careful don't pick any of those up you know look what happened last time i said by the way 
how's your luck been over the last year, like financially? Yeah. And she said, really excellent. She'd gotten a raise. She bought new <laughs> stuff. Like her in finances. In the year of COVID. In the year of COVID. <laughs> she doused herself with money oil. And, you know, within a year, she'd achieved a bunch of really good financial stuff. Nice. I love it. So she and her friend both bought more money oil. <laughs> that is the one we sell out of the fastest. Yeah. But, you know, just sort of case in point, yeah. you know, it, it um, you know, she was worried that she'd done something wrong. And in fact, it turned out to be the very piece of magic yeah. she wanted to be doing, which was, you know, really quite lovely. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's the majority of things. Yeah, there's a few to... other little bits, but those are those are the like the biggest important to tittist. Yeah. Yeah. I have my Mercury retrograde candle on there right now just because that seemed like the place to put it. You yeah. know, Mercury Hermes is a is. He rules a lot of things as a god, but one of the things is the marketplace and financial things. And so it seemed like an appropriate place to put a candle to help with the the ails of Mercury Retrograde, which didn't help our last show disappear. But that was before I lit the candle. Yeah. In fact, the, the uh, our show disappearing was the impetus to do some magic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're talking about money magic and all of a sudden our money show disappeared. <laughs> so we're like, oh, that's not a good sign. Crap. We need to redo this one. Yeah. So that's why we're doing it. All right, Fee. I just thought we were doing it because you were like, we have to re-record it. And I was like, Bruh. No, no, it's good magic. <laughs> all right, so look, we're, we're coming up on the hour. Yeah. So down and dirty. Mm. Give, give the people... <laughs> give the people... Two quick spells that they can do for money magic. Okay, so if you've got nothing, right? If it's like if if it's a struggle, put cinnamon in your shoes. Just like the the ground cinnamon you have in your your spice rack, right? If you don't even have ground cinnamon, then just a pinch of sugar in your shoes, and then walk on that when you go to a job interview, when you go to the unemployment office, when you go pounding the pavement to turn in your resumes wear that in your shoes why even if, or if you're just typing on the computer wear it in your shoes while you're typing on yeah. the computer yeah uh, because it's an attractant it's a financial attractant and with especially you know s sugar will help the sweetness and for people to find you alluring and, and want to get to know you the cinnamon is good money magic but it also is, it's a, like we said, it's a speeder upper, yeah. so it can help it happen. I love quickly. cinnamon. I, it's one of the best magical herbs. It really is. I mean, I like to cook with it for all those same reasons yeah. as well, but yeah, for magic, yeah. you can't beat cinnamon. And if you have a specific goal, write that on a little piece of paper, put fold, that in your shoe fold as well. it towards you with a pinch of cinnamon in the middle and put that in your yeah, shoe. Yeah. That important step there, fold it towards, towards you. Remember you. sympathetic magic. It's all about, I want to bring this thing, yeah. money in this case, I want to bring it to me yeah. so fold the paper towards you yeah right uh all right second down and dirty thing pick up money yeah. i mean i've been hesitant because of covid i've passed by coins a couple of times and every time i've done it i feel like I'm, i've made a huge mistake but just but pick it up and be grateful show your gratitude say oh my god i'm rich or you know thank you universe or thank you gods or whatever thank you you know yeah. but um um, and save up all those found coins and then donate them to a local charity or drop them off. Go to the grocery store where they have those little collection things for the local animal shelter and put all your coins into it. Yeah. 
you know. That's really good. S- collect those blessings and then give them away as blessings. Yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, my down and dirty thing, mm. buy a green candle. Yeah. Uh, green candle or a, a yellow or a gold, you know, any of those colors that look like money, right? Yeah. Uh, buy a candle. Um, if it's one of those glass in case candles that you can find anywhere, mm-hmm. uh, write on it. Draw dollar signs on it. Write $1,500 because that's how much money you need to do the thing that you want to do. Write vacation in Tahiti will cost me so many thousands of dollars. Wh- whatever it is that you, you want to do. You can write the success charm too. The success charm. Dollar sign, dollar sign, coin sign, coin sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. It looks like success. Yeah, it looks like it looks like it spells it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, yeah, a, a dress and bless a candle. What do I mean by that? Get a green candle, uh, write all over it, or or tape a, a photocopy of a dollar bill. Right. Anything mm-hmm. that makes the candle look uh, more like money. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, grab a little screwdriver or something sharp, poke seven holes around the candle on the inside, put a little bit of oil, money drawing oil if you can get that, or um, uh, cinnamon oil or peppermint oil, Um, sprinkle a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of basil, a little bit of peppermint, any of those um, rich herbs, any of those money-related herbs, and then light the candle. Yep. It's my, one of my favorite pieces of magic to do. I love I love money magic and I love candle magic. Yeah. All right. There you All go, right. folks. There's the money show. Thanks. Um, Hopefully you can hear this one. Yeah. And if you can't, <laughs> send us 1995 and we'll send you a copy of the recording. <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, funnily enough, though, I did launch a Patreon. Oh, yeah. Since we did that last episode. Good money magic to help people about. Yeah. So I have a Patreon and there are obviously different levels that you can subscribe to be a patron. I'm offering lots of different things. Starts as little as $3 $3 a month. Yeah. But one of the things that I will be offering to patrons is previews of the show. Not always, but often. (laughs) So you'll get to hear the show before it goes up on Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. And another good piece of money magic just for folks to know. So uh, the book that I wrote, The Magic of Food, every time you buy a copy of that book, when I get paid, when I get my residual check in from the publisher twice a year, I take a healthy percentage of that uh, income and I donate it to a local food charity that I love, that's in the town that I live in, that cooks really great food. It's all vegetarian. Um, It is cooked by at-risk teens who are taught to cook by local chefs and cooks. That food is then distributed by volunteers out into the community for people that are going through catastrophic illnesses, things like cancer. Um, And they feed not only the person who is ill, but they feed their family as well. So every time you buy a copy of The Magic of Food, you are feeding somebody in my local neighborhood that really needs that food, that needs that abundant health. So that's a little bit of plug for the book. But just so you know, when you buy it, you get a great book and you're also helping people that really need it. Yeah. So there, that was my little bit of money magic. Cool. Thanks for listening, people. Yeah, we really do appreciate it. Or person. (laughs) Yeah, that one person that's out there like, what the fuck is this show? All right, fine, I'll listen to it. Anyway. Have a beautiful day. Goodbye, witches. Live deliciously. Bye. Bye.